Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In My Chair. I am Dr. Ty Caldwell, and I am the host. And I have the real, real pleasure of meeting with Mr. Willie Robinson from Los Angeles, California. How are you doing today, Willie? I'm doing fine, Doc. How are you doing out there? I cannot complain getting past a lot of this uh, crazy winter storm we had, blackouts. You know, people didn't have clean water. It wasn't warm. It's just, it was crazy. But now we're back up to par. I think there is some uh, ramifications of the things that happen afterwards, but I think we're getting back to uh, some normality. And I pray for those families uh, who lost loved ones, who didn't have electricity and, and maybe still off, but I hope that everybody's getting back to some sense of normalcy. And I, and I pray for them as well. It remind me of my Chicago day before coming to wonderful Los Angeles. Wow, wow, wow. I, I'm sure you get, well, I'm sure you get plenty of good stories. So let's get started, man. I know that, you know, you have a, a very interesting story. I have done a little bit of research and, you know, we started these in my chairs because we really wanted to reach out to people who wanted to share their story, talk about the great things that, that they had going on and, so tell us a little bit about your background and, and where you where you're from before we start diving in. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm originally from Chicago. Uh, I lived in several different cities across the United States. Um, I had 25 year career uh, in airline catering uh, that took me to different cities and uh, things like that. Uh, I became a single father when my son was, I say, maybe like 10. He's 18 now. So I've been a single father for the last 10 years. So um, yeah. I, decided, I decided to leave corporate America and start my own empire, if you will, uh, so I can have something to you know leave for my son and something when he graduates high school, uh, maybe he can take an interest in and hopefully take it over. So I can retire. Yeah, that's the plan. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. You know, um, it's amazing to hear people's stories, and I and I've been an entrepreneur for almost thirty years now. So it's interesting to me that you let the corporate sector to become uh, entrepreneur. Uh, what made you decide to become an entrepreneur of a unisex salon after being in corporate with those benefits? We call them golden handcuffs after 25 years. Share that with me. Well, uh, my son had a lot to do with it. Uh, I guess by us moving around so much, you know, we lived in San Francisco, Philadelphia, Delaware. Uh, this boy had been to maybe six or seven high schools in four years. And it became um, taxing, if you will. You know, the choice between corporate America and being a single father because of the man from the corporate side, because I was so high up, you know, I was basically on call 24 hours, you know, taking calls on my days off, keeping yeah. my department running, things like that. And that took away from my son. And for, I think an entire summer, Xbox raised my son, you know, cause I was always at work. So I had to make a, a decision, you know, that I want to continue that path, yeah. you know, take my little pennies that I had saved up and start something on my own. So that's that's where the decision came from. Amazing, and and you 
So I will say this with you coming out of that corporate world and then being an entrepreneur and all of a sudden, boom, COVID hit and you're in California where, you know, uh, Governor Newsom has really put on a lot of strict policies to make sure you guys are safe. Uh, a lot of people aren't happy about it, but he wants to make sure his constituents. So tell me, how have you been dealing with this COVID with all the things that have been going on in your business, man? This is amazing. I got to know the struggle that you have been going through to make it through uh, this entrepreneurial pro process. Well, uh, I opened up my doors after renovations and all of that stuff uh, in November. My birthday is November 9th. So November 9th of 2019, I opened up my doors. Uh, I was open for, what, four or five months, and then COVID hit. And mind you, I had put every dime into this beautiful unisex salon. So when COVID hit, and I had to close my doors for 10 months. Mm. Oh, my God. It's, it, I mean, it's, it was unbelievable. But I learned a lot, you know, during, during, during the whole COVID thing. Um, uh, I like to say... I found some goal within the crisis. So uh, that, that's a quote from somebody I heard, yeah. I forget it. But I did find some goal within the crisis to help me get to where I'm at today with the business. Uh, we just officially reopened uh, maybe two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. So uh, the clientele is picking back up. Mm -hmm. I was able to retain uh, some of my barbers and stylists. Uh, I'm in the process of hiring now. So total, I have 10 booths. I have five and a half filled. I got uh, four permanent and one part-time right now. So I'm on the, the way back up, hopefully. Um, and then, you know, with the, you know, PPP loans and stuff like that, I did apply. Uh, still waiting to hear back from that. Maybe that'll get my head, you know, above water. But it, 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 it was a struggle for me and my son. You know, he had to go to online classes and, that was a struggle. So we still here. That's a, that's amazing. You know, I will say this much. We all had to deal with the, with that whole suffering of the COVID and the effect that it had on us as a world for one part of the, the, the time last year, probably from what uh, February, March, all the way to around May and other cities had to go farther along. So everybody's business went to zero at one point in time. And then we had to deal with it as it got colder in the, in the, in the fall and winter. So, you know, one of the things I can say, I, I can appreciate your struggles that you've gone through. I've gone through them several times as an entrepreneur. Uh, you can only get stronger and you can only get your acumen better and you will get through it. I trust me. I, I can say this with true positivity. Now, there's going to be some failures in the process, but I definitely want you to know that you're doing a great job and I like your strength. I like your, your positive step point. What services do you guys offer at your unisex salon with you, with this being your first business? What do you offer? Uh, pretty much everything. So here at Shy Town Cuts and Fades, we offer everything from uh, lace front wigs, uh, sew-in weaves, uh, men's cuts, kids' cuts, uh, hair color, balayage, uh, braids of any kind, uh, beard treatments. We do, uh, we do facials, we do um, micro needling. We do a lot, we do everything but nails at this point. We have a quite, quite extensive resume. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So with you being a host on Share Share, how did you hear 
without form and how beneficial do you feel like we can be for uh, your shop and, and other shops in the surrounding city uh, going forward uh, for the near future? I do believe if I, my memory serves me correctly, I believe a, a traveling stylist mentioned you guys and then I downloaded the app. I forgot where I met her. But anyway, she told me about you guys' site. And then uh, I downloaded the app and you know, filled out my profile and added my pictures and did all that. And um, I do believe I had two rentals since, since signing up with you guys, where a young lady came in mm -hmm. uh, and, and rented the booth for the day on two separate occasions. Very nice girl. She had her own clientele. She did her thing for the day. And, uh, and that was that. And then two weeks later, she booked again. So I think uh, uh, what, what you've built and what you, you're building, you know, helps us all and one or another. Yeah, thank, thank you so, thank you. Thank you so much for that. For the host that will be listening to this, the audience, the stylists, what do you think it means to have stylists uh, use the platform to give you the opportunity to make money on that empty space that right now is lying dormant. What do you think that share share means to you for other audience members out there who could understand how this platform could help them as well? You, you kind of cut out on that last part. I was saying, what does this platform mean to you for the other audience members and barbers out there who are looking for a place to work, who don't have a home, who may be traveling within the city, who may be traveling within the, the, the that surrounding state, uh, who may want to go and find and, and get closer to their clientele. What does it mean to you, talk, speaking about what we build of, of owners and, and, spa, and spa providers? What does this platform mean if you had to speak about it? I think it, it, it it's another avenue. It, it's a it's a uh, thinking outside the box. I think it, it helps me personally in, in my place uh, because the amount of space I have, and I'm looking at the space behind you. You got a pretty big place there too. So if I can't rent out the booths and and your platform, you know, allows a traveling <laughs> person to, to come in and, and and take that space and add some revenue to my bottom line. It, that's that's perfect. It's a win-win for you. It's a win-win for me. It's a win-win for the for, for the person that's renting space, and and, and then it, it it gives a a, a platform to, to 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 form alliances and to form camaraderie with my current stylists and 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 barbers. You know, and maybe they decide not to travel no more one day. Maybe they find a new home with me. I don't know, but it, it it's a possibility, and that's what your platform does. It gives a lot of possibilities one thing i will say you are looking at the original share share uh location and there's an open concept that there's also a private concept to my right to your left so we get a lot of uh, stylists a lot of barbers who come here and i think what makes uh this this platform we've built to this point so unique is that we're realizing that with a lot of the regulations, a lot of the stylists and barbers want to work into salons, people not wanting to sign long-term leases and contracts, people wanting to get closer to their client clients because we know that the, the stylists, the barbers are a business amongst themselves. 
we know that they may not want to actually have a home or work full time, but also may want to work at Chi-Town Cuts for three days a week through the platform without signing a long-term lease. But you have someone there that's renting your space, providing you with some income, making it easier. That's what that's what the impetus of this platform came from. I've been in this industry a long time. This has been the bread and butter of my life. Uh, I've never done anything else. So I'm super passionate. So as a tech entrepreneur and as a salon and barbershop owner, I definitely understand what you're going through. But yet I do also know the needs of the, the, the community. And so with ShareShare, Share, you're able to now, you know, have that undergirding million dollar insurance that, you know, you want to make sure that if stylists come there, something happened that is taken care of. Stylists are also able to purchase uh, liability insurance through the platform so that you, so that they can keep their clients safe. And if something happens, they can take care of not only of their clients, but any situation that may happen in your shop. So we're creating an ecosystem. But at the same time, we want to make sure that there is long. We have a lot of great things coming. So as we continue to build share, share, I think before we, I want to ask a few more, a couple of more questions. My next oh, question would be, what keeps you motivated every day to keep going? In a word, I would say my son. Because the, the atmosphere, as you well know, with barbers and stylists, I feel like barbers and stylists have no sense of time. I come from corporate America. So if I say I'm gonna be there at 10 o'clock, I'm gonna be there at 10 o'clock. I'm not gonna show up at 1.30 and act like I'm on time. But that's, that's, that's the mentality of, of a lot of my, <laughs> my stylists here in LA. Maybe not in the rest of the world, but in LA two hours later is on time. I don't know where it came from, but that's a struggle in itself. But what keeps me opening the doors every day is my son, uh, uh, my personal lifestyle, and, and, and what we're trying to accomplish. So it, it's my dream to start a franchise. And I'm not going to let my, my corporate mentality ruin that. So I'm trying to adapt, if you will, to their way of thinking. You know, so if I got seven people, if three show up on time, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm trying yeah. to work with them instead of being an ass to the four that was late. So I'm trying to change my mindset, but it's a struggle. Well, I think that one of the things I've heard, you know, just from the, the Los Angeles, it could be the whole state of California. I, I, I built my company in Silicon Valley, so not so much there, but they said in LA that people wasn't really, you know, conscious of time. Time wasn't a big thing to them. So hearing you say that coming from, you know, the, the, the Midwest uh, and, and having that corporate background and having to be on time, being early is on time, being on time is late type of mentality. Right. That, that is that essential. And, and that's not the, the whole total uh, mentality that encompasses us as a whole. I, I've always believed in being on time for clients, uh, but that being late is, is just one of those things that your success is based on the consistency of being on time for clients. So I'm sorry, but you're definitely going to have to adapt, but you're going to also have to build a culture to whether they can understand. So uh, implementing meetings, you know, implementing a culture that's going to give them an understanding that their success is going to lie behind just being on time for their clients. If their clients continue to complain, then they're, we're going to know that that's going to be the detriment of their business. But that's amazing to me. What, what would you want people to know about your business? You know, and I want you to be able to plug yourself since people 
going to be hearing this. What, what, would people, what you want people to know about your business and what it means, not just to the community, but to the people that want to come serve, get service from your place? Well, here at, at, at my salon, it's, it's located in an area of Los Angeles called Koreatown. And I may very well be the only Black-owned business mm -hmm. in all of Koreatown. Uh, you know, they let me in and, you know, we all good. So, wow. so uh, and, and, and I do have the, the biggest salon uh, and it being unisex, it's a very diverse community. Uh, we have every nationality in this community in this five or six square miles they call Koreatown. And to my knowledge and to the people who you know frequent my establishment, they needed this. They always had to leave Koreatown to get their services someplace else, whether it's Melrose or Beverly Hills or uh, Glendale or whatever they had to go, they had to travel to get these services. 90% of my clients walk here. The other 10% take a scooter or you know, a bike bike over here. Wow. But uh, I'm right on Olympic Boulevard, uh, mm -hmm. down the Staples Center, down from downtown, uh, two miles from downtown. You can see downtown from my street. So uh, uh, it, it yeah. was much needed. It's family orientated. I have video games for kids. I have pool table and chess for adults. Uh, I got TVs throughout. I control the music, so the music controls the vibe. And I'm really like, you know, R&B, old okay. school, you know. So uh, I built the place with with colors and, and decorations where a woman would feel comfortable. You know, a woman don't have to, you know, hold a purse when she come here. A kid Absolutely. don't have to sit under his mom or dad you know, playing on this phone, he can actually walk around. I got coloring books for little kids, you know, so I got stuff for them to do to give the parents a break at the same time, you know? So, and, and so I built the place with family in mind. Amazing. You know, I, I've, I've heard you mention from the start that, you know, you're doing this and you wanna leave a legacy and the passion behind this, the undergirding foundation of your passion is because of your son. Does your son actually know the, let me say, the risk that you've taken? And, and what, what does it mean to him that you've become an entrepreneur and you have your own business? You know, to answer the first part of the question, um, does my son know the risk that, I, that I've taken? I would say he knows, but when I explained it to him, it was kind of at a heat of passion because you know uh, his you know, he wasn't doing his schoolwork as he should, and uh, you know he had three classes a day. You're at home, okay. you know, refrigerator is right there. I mean, how can you be missing assignments? So when I went to explain, well, that's kind of segued into you know I'm doing all this for you and blah blah blah. And so I don't know if the message was received because of my tone of voice, but at, <laughs> at, at, at a late date, you know, I was able to you know, go back and reiterate and, and let them know, you know, what I'm trying to build. To answer the second part of your question, uh, he- How old is he again? He just turned 18 last November. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So- Mine's, so, mine's uh, 20. Okay. So, so my son be graduated from high school in a couple of months. But the second part of your question, um, I don't feel that he totally grasps at this point in, in, in his life, what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to build for him mm -hmm. so that he don't have to go work in corporate America. He can go to cosmetology school or barber school and in a year, year and a half, he come take this place over while I go build the next one or while I go do something else. 
you know, what 19 year old can walk into his own business here in America at, 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 at this point, you know, and, 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 and have it where I already built the clientele. You already, the place is already making money. You know, all you got to come do is sit in the chair. That's it. Just come run it. You know, and then he won't be in a position that I'm in because I'm, I'm a salon a owner, you know, because I'm a salon owner, but I'm not a barber. You know, if he graduates, you know, barber school, cosmetology school, you don't have to worry about people being late or people, you know, not hiring. As long as he's there, he can provide the service and he's still making money. You know, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to guide him in, 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 in a way different than I had to go. Corporate America treated me well. I, I lived a great life, you know. So middle six figures is nothing to sneeze at, you know, being my color, you know. And, and, and he lived a great life, a privileged life, you yeah. know. So, you know, so when when uh, when it comes to wow. stepping in my shoes, he might not be ready right this second, but I'm hoping he get there. Well, that's good. I, well, that's good. I think he has a great example in you. And I think that that leads me to my last question. And I didn't, I didn't have this, you know, question in mind, but you allowed me to think about it. So being that you've worked in corporate for 25 years and being an entrepreneur, what advice are, are you going to give him to distinguish between going into corporate or staying just as either a, a contractor, consultant, going to school to understand business and, and then maybe just staying in the entrepreneur side as opposed to going to the corporate side, what are you going to teach him in that aspect? Well, it, it, it goes back to uh, the phrase you just used, you know, with the golden handcuffs, you know, <laughs> you know, there are some ups, you know, to being in corporate America, but there's a, there's more flexibility with being your own boss. And I think what I want to teach him is the difference um, from being I mean, everybody has a boss. Unless you're your entrepreneur, everybody has a boss. Every boss is not going to like you. You know, every every employee is not mm -hmm. going to like you. And there's, there's there's personalities to deal with. I mean, it was one point I had 600 people reporting to me. And everybody want to talk to the boss or they feel they're not going to get something done. You know, and it's taxing. And, and, and it takes away from your core. You know, being an entrepreneur, you know, you can get there. You get to work on time. You set your standards. You, you set your goals. I do vision boards. I do something we call uh, KES, which is a key event schedule. You know, I keep dates, you know, and it keeps me and my business on track. You know, so once I teach them those things, and, and I've done all the heavy lifting for him, you know, but once he learns on his own, and, and he may have to go work at, you know, a corporate situation, or, you know, a franchise or something just to learn the difference. So I'm not just telling them he learned it on his own. So maybe for a year or two, he go work, I don't know, someplace. And then he come here and he say, oh, man, I can take lunch when I want to. You know, I can go and come as I please or I leave somebody in charge. You know, and you can see the flexibility. So those are things I, I, I want to teach him. But some things this kid, I have to show him. Well, you know, I, I wrote a book called Mentor by Failure. And, and one of the things I try to tell people is you have to be a certain type of person to be an entrepreneur. You have to do certain things that school doesn't necessarily, necessarily teach you. And there's going to be different sacrifices 
And there's going to be different ways that you're going to have to become the person that you got to be. So the discipline level is totally different. So I definitely understand where you're coming from. And I wish he really gets it because he has an example right there with you at home. And he, all he got to do is walk the path. He's going to have to make some of his own mistakes, but all he got to do is walk the path. But I'm telling you, Willie, you've had, a, you have an amazing story. We may get a chance to get some more out of you, but thanks so much for sharing your story. I want to congratulate you too and wish you all the best on your entrepreneur endeavors. It takes a different kind of mind to leave corporate, corporate structure, comfort, uh, and then deal in the entrepreneurial world. So kudos to you. Please keep, keep us updated. I'll try my best to stay uh, keep an eye on your progress. Uh, and again, I want to thank you as always and understand people about this world, you know, and being an entrepreneur. You, if you want to, if you want to get over your fears, you have to face them and just jump. I did it. So can you, just like Willie did. Thanks everyone. We'll see you again next time for another episode of In My Chair.